Welcome to Big Game Hunger, a show where me and a guest craft the next big game every episode. We'll take three random ingredients and blend them together into one incredible game. I'm Jenna Stever, and I crave content. And I'm joined by Brooke Bright. Brooke, who are you and what do you have a hunger for? Oh, man. Uh, I am an art- uh, a creative director at Jackbox Games. Um, I am a casual gamer. A mom, a lover, uh, and I crave these nuts. No, um, can I? Is that? Yeah, I feel like that. Yeah, I, you can say whatever I, you want. Yeah, I crave um, thrilling television. I crave. I have so many craves. I feel okay. like I, I crave a lot. I've. I've need. I need stimulation and also relaxation. Complicated. It's you complicated. are a complicated person needing two different sometimes contradictory things. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Um, Brooke, you're the first actual game dev, game developer I've had on the show. I mean, and this makes a lot of sense because I felt ass backwards into game game development. (laughs) So I'm glad to to burst through that wall for you (laughs) to to open the door for all the others um, to kind of to to come running through. I'm so excited to be here. I was like, when you asked me about this, I was like, yeah, a million percent. Yes, this sounds like a blast. I'm delighted to have you here. You're so funny and you're so creative and you're an actual game dev. Wait, you should tell you should tell our audience what actual game dev dev games games you have developed. What I've dev. Okay, so I started uh, as a writer at Jackbox. So I was hired uh, for Party Pack 5. So I wrote for all of those games in in that pack. And then since then, I wrote and then was an editorial lead um, for Pack 7. And then starting with Pack 8, I pitched a game that got greenlit. And then they said, do you want to direct this game? So all of a sudden, I kind of jumped into directing. And so creative director is like the, the title, but then my role on the past three packs as a game director. So I directed Job Job, um, I directed Rumorang, and then this year I directed Dodo Remy, which is so a music fun. game. So, so fun. It's really fun. And that was really cool for me because that was the first that Rumorang, I was a part of the pitch. It was like a group pitch. Um, job Job, I just pitched on my own. And this is the first time I had nothing to do with it. Like I was absolutely the person that they were like, here's this amazing idea that the engineers have been developing and we want you to like help guide it into um like the game space and like more of a, a Jackbox game because it was it was almost there. It was like so good. And I am not an engineer <laughs> and like am amazed at what is possible. And I feel like I have to accidentally learn things all the time. And then like I'm I, I get very invested in like trying to understand the process of it. So like we had a whole separate channel which was just straight like real hard dev talk. Like it was like, here's all the technical stuff. And it was really nice to be an observer in that and be like, mm, that sounds right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, you're on the right path. More of that. When really like my job is again, like scope concerns, like making sure that we're keeping it tight and right. And like I'm, the thing I care the most about because I'm such a casual gamer is can people jump into this, know what they're doing, have fun, pick it up right away. So like a lot of my influence is trying to make sure like there's an easy in that the barrier of entry is pretty low. Okay, I feel like that is a great expertise to bring to a game and also like how exciting to be 
the boss. Like, how exciting to be so boss at your job that they're like, we're just going to put you on this game. It wasn't your idea, but we know you can shepherd it into its final ultimate form. It's so yeah. cool. It is really cool. And, like, you definitely have some imposter syndrome always. I mean, <laughs> but it's the teams that, like, we put together are all really good at what everyone does. And it's a matter of like kind of just over communicating and trusting that everyone's good to be like, okay, you're telling me this and that makes sense. And then like, I can help push for this. And my favorite kind of directing is just like trying stuff and being like, I, it might, I could be totally wrong. Like, let's, <laughs> let's try it. Let's see if this is fun. Does this make sense? Are we getting laughs like, you know, in the room? Um, and if not, I was wrong and let's try something else. So that's, that's kind of a, a, a motto I have in it a lot is like, I, I have a strong feeling this is the way to go. I could be horribly long, wrong. Let's like <laughs> try it and fail and have fun. Um, Brooke, you sound like a good boss. I don't know. You could be terrible. <laughs> I hope so. But, I know. You sound like right? a good In boss. my mind, it's like, this is good. But also, <laughs> who knows? We'll find out. I mean, the Jackbox games feel like, it feels like experimentation has to be a part of it because they're so wacky. And they're so, every single Jackbox game is so unique and so its own kind of deal like it's it's all it, their jackbox games are just in like this other universe of games where they've existed forever they're an essential yeah. part of the video game enterprise like the commute the ecosystem of video games they're like essential but also there's nothing else like them uh i'm really grateful for them because i like party games which we are yeah. not going to be making today <laughs> no absolutely not but uh in the same vein like yeah it's it is such a cool way into the game space because yeah. like they're little bites of things. I think they're often like referred to in the public as like mini games, but really we just mm -hmm. think of each one as its own game. Each game has a game team. Mm -hmm. um, each game is getting its own, you know, art lead, audio lead, engineer, yeah. editorial. So they really do all have their own voice and you start to see like, you know, people can tell which artist was on which game and they love that. Like, and, and everyone I think is able to kind of like take it where they want to take it. And that team, like they're, and again, I come from Chicago comedy. So it's like mm -hmm. that kind of group mentality and like really like following the funny and like following like what's really good about it. And I think a lot of our process, cause we have a short development cycle is like jumping on the thing and then just like going with it. So, I mean, I, I remember I tell this story all the time because it makes me laugh is in job job um you know we had just like this core mechanic it was like oh my god we, it's so funny the idea of like things out of context and based on that improv game of like having to justify an out of context line where like people are picking up lines off the floor and like reading it and having to justify it so it's like how can we kind of do that in the party game space so it's essentially again the shawl of quiplash like head-to-head -head answers but the fact that you're like having to like piece sentences together with words that you've been given, like it was a whole different thing. But the aesthetic of it, like I'm talking to our artists like early on and we're just like, he and I are jamming on it. We're like, oh, what, like what's the rapper? Like what's the creative angle? And for some reason we were just all about, we're like, it's bees. It's obviously bees, worker hives, like it's a job, like so deep down that two days of that come to the greater team and I God bless our audio lead like we're describing this looks at us and was like what are you talking about <laughs> like it was just he's like and we had to listen really Brian you're right like it was so ridiculous and didn't connect to what was happening and it was a hat on a hat 
But we were just like obsessed with it. So I love being on a team where you get challenged in like the best way where you're like all in on something. And then one, it's no, it's not that. What is it? Beauty and the Beast, Brave Little Toaster. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, and then we just went down that rabbit hole and then everybody was bought in on that. So it could be one stupid thing or another. It's just a matter of like, are are we all in like on this thing or not? <laughs> I think sometimes the best thing that a coworker or a co-creative person can do is to sit you down and be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you, you is it so easy to drift when you're doing like creative work of oh. any kind, and you're just like you're just like four turns down a sentence, and it's just like, um, you're right. We need to scrap this and pull back. <laughs> yep, yep. We're early. Uh, we're not locked in. Like, and and sometimes it is that. Like, we probably would have could have done that, and it would have been <laughs> perfectly fine. But. There was something better and it was yeah. fun to like be challenged and not have that complete like, ooh, yeah, let's just do that thing that one person <laughs> said and, and why not? And it's like sometimes it's that, but then other times I do love the what? Not why. <laughs> and I, I'm that person sometimes too. I'm just what, what are you saying? Wait, why, why would we do that? Yeah, I am often that person. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like sometimes people are like, no, this is right. And mm -hmm. uh, their ability to justify it is always such a learning experience. Because sometimes you get an idea and it's like, I don't get this. But then listening to somebody explain their thought process is itself such like a useful part of brainstorming with people. Yep, absolutely. Because then you're like, halfway through, you go, yep, you know what, you're right. Like, your yeah. wild idea, I'm I'm on board now. I see the reason for being, you know? Yeah, you get, to, you get to see that instinct being honed, which is, I think, always exciting. All right. So in the first segment of this game, we have to mm -hmm. pick three ingredients, a premise, Ooh. an adjective, and a type of gameplay. Oh, I'm uh, excited. The the weakness of the spreadsheet that I've discovered over the last couple episodes is that I have made all of the prompts. I've made most of the prompts. We are, we're starting to cycle in prompts that other people have added. Uh, so there's a better mix. But right now, it's really it really plays to my strengths and interests. And okay. Nobody else. I feel like we play a lot of similar things though. So I feel yeah. I feel okay. I feel like we're gonna we're gonna be fine. All right. Our three words are the premise is Frankenstein. Oh, boy. Frankenstein's? Okay. <laughs> Frankenstein's plural. Couldn't tell you why. Uh, I I can't that... I genuinely cannot <laughs> that it's plural Frankenstein's. It's everything I wanted. That's like Dracula's. It's like, oh, you know Dracula's. Um, Frankenstein's. Something inherently funny. It's very funny. I love that. Okay. Premise our, Frankenstein's. Our adjective slash description is poetic. Oh. Yeah. And our type of game is detective. Oh, <gasps> a detective <laughs> game. I'm trying to think. I haven't played a lot of detective games. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, I mean, I play I play a decent amount of detective games. I think anything, a lot, I play so many point and click adventure games where you play as yes. like a detective. Yeah. So I think that's a good vibe, but we don't have to do point and click. I do like point and click. I mean, like I played more recently Case of the Golden Idol. Was the, <gasps> so like, good. It was really good. I did have to stop at one point because I was like, what? Like it it was <laughs> it was it was very taxing. And I think mm. the the and this is not a criticism. It truly was just like the music is so 
intense in yeah. certain rooms of the game that it was taking me so long to figure things out <laughs> that I was living with this like driving into and it was not good for me. I was like, I am so stressed out all of the time filling in. I, I don't know who's at this dinner party. I don't know. I have to go to the room with the child because I'm I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I love that game so much. The aesthetic of yes. the pixel art is insane. I love I love the puzzle, the aspect of it, the click and drag of all the yep. words of it. So good. Yeah, I really, really like that game. Yeah, I can actually see I can see some overlap with just the actual functional gameplay with a lot of Jackbox games because it is it is that kind of like fill in the blank almost style. Oh, absolutely. And like I like a game again like that like you have a very like specific focus. Like and you yeah. can kind of like worst case you could brute force it and that's not <laughs> as fun. But like you do feel like you have an avenue to get the hell out if you're like truly like I d- I don't know. Um but yeah, I and there's there's such a joy in a game of like that thing clicking, like all yes. of a sudden seeing the the thing and you're like, that's that guy. Like, and I, <laughs> I love that feeling because it makes me feel very smart. So yeah. Oh that's yeah. Great. The 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 structured secrets, like the structure that's what I like about mystery games, is that it's it's all of the joy of uncovering a truth about the world, but way easier because somebody has already done the work. For, for setting up the perfect mystery. And then it, it's, but it is just that, that quintessential satisfying puzzle moment of being like, aha, mm-hmm. I know who done it. <laughs> I know. What was the game you were playing not that long ago where you're manipulating the facial Oh, who's Lila? Oh, who's Lila is an incredible game. I have not played that one yet. That looks, I got, I got scared thinking about it. And it's, I was like, Yeah. <laughs> That Brooke, that's a good instinct. It's a freaky game. I um, love it. If you, if for for people listening, if you ha- don't know what Who's Lila is, it's a very small indie horror game, like transcendental horror, where you play as a guy who can't control his facial expressions, and so the actual gameplay, instead of having like dialogue options, when somebody says something to you, you have to make an appropriate face and then the, the game will react to the face that you make. So it's like Ugh. you have to like smile to seem disarming or like look angry to be like threatening in a situation, but it's really hard. And sometimes your face moves in a way that you don't expect and can't deal with. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's so good. And it's so creative. It's such a it's such a creative concept and it's so well executed in the game. I mean, I mean if we're doing Frankensteins, could we do we could do like a game where you have to like physically swap out parts of your face. Okay. Or like body. Well, well, body swap, body. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That's an option. I also like if we're thinking about like point and click games. Mhm. I'm and and we're thinking of the word poetic. I can't help but think of like um, fridge magnets, like fridge yeah. magnet poetry. Yep. That's Man. my wheelhouse. That's like the aesthetic of, of job job. So it's yeah. like, I think, okay, so, all right, we're just going to do, it's a, it's a game I'm already doing. No, <laughs> I love that. I think that is okay. So body parts everywhere, words everywhere. What if, what if it's you, you have to collect like you're, you're someone with a big old bag Mm-hmm. And you have to collect strewn about body parts. Okay. That have words inside them. 
There's like letters and like <laughs> missives. The gesture you just things. made. Yeah, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> is this is this gonna be a video? Is this gonna... <laughs> this, nobody gets to see no. this video but me. Nobody sees this video. Listen, <laughs> I have taken my one hand and made a half circle, and I'm thrusting my arm <laughs> through it as if digging digging into a torso or a body part to retrieve yeah. yes. um, a piece of literature. <laughs> I think like book pages. There's just missing okay. book pages, but they're okay. they're all inside of body parts. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Our, okay. Okay. I've, okay. So I'm, I'm all just, right. That I'm so I'm moving in so many directions. So, <laughs> so you're talking about literal words jammed into your because if I'm thinking if we're thinking about like a detective story, mm-hmm. um, we've already gone murder. We've already gone murder solving for sure. sure. Uh, and I think, I mean, it could be like, it could be like a seven situation where we're like, unco- you're like finding parts of words that have been crammed in people's mouths. And that's part of the investigation is you get these words. And then are you making poetry with them, Brooke? Probably. I mean, like, so what's <laughs> your reason? Like, you have to think about who, who are we? Okay. Why? Yeah. I mean, like the one, one route is it is like reassembling a lost love which feels very frankenstein right okay um so question like are you finding like is it new is it are you building on like frank Mm. is it like you have pieces of them but like you're trying to like reanimate build on last Mm. chance dance with mary jane i don't know is that (laughs) dating me Tom Petty video. Um, okay. I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm young. Um, so young. Yeah. <laughs> like some sort of like, yeah, romantic mm-hmm. gesture. That's one avenue. I'm trying to okay. think of, there might be something more interesting than that. That feels like the most like reason for doing something. It feels very like having a strong, a strong purpose, but yeah. And poetry, like, because, like, poetry is classically uh, often a wooing mechanism, whether uh, (laughs) productive Mm -hmm. or not, varies. But poetry, like, that is, like, a a common purpose of poetry is to woo somebody or to express your feelings of love for them. So I do think there's some synergy there. But, I mean, what else? What else do you – what else do you write poetry for and also collect body parts for? (laughs) For for love, for well, okay, so profit actually, for profit. Are you selling mm-hmm. the? Because again, it's sort of like this could be. Are we raiding the morgue? Is this is this, what what period of time is this happening in? You know, is this like kind of more of a period of time that there would be like the carts of bodies? You know, oh. uh, like I if, mean, if, or is it modern day? If it's Frankenstein's, if we're talking mm, like signs. a Frankenstein area, <laughs> era. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If we're talking of the land and time of the Frankenstein's, then yes. I think that's, I think that's. Or are we picking a name? I'm just putting that one down right now. <laughs> land and the time of the Frankenstein. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, that's a TikTok hit if ever I've heard one. Yeah. It's a uh, shanty for sure. Yeah. I mean, it rhymed so classy. The land and time of the like, Frankenstein. I don't want to marry it to it but i'm i'm, I'm just gonna write it down. down 
until yeah. we beat it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, Frankenstein, I think that would be like probably like Victorian era or maybe Edwardian mm-hmm. area. Uh, so I, maybe past body carts, but probably around the time of like grave robbing and like selling yeah. bodies to anatomy shops and like doctor schools so that people can see how bodies work. And those bodies right. were coming from anywhere. And you could get yes. you, people were selling like parts if you could find parts. So that's an option, like poetry and Frankensteining for profit is a possibility. Yep. You're you're selling, you're buying, you're finding. Like there's a couple mechanics here going on. Like you're like, it's, do you get some freebies, but they're not Mm. as good. And then you have to upgrade to like the better parts that are out at the the market. Yeah. Because we haven't we haven't discussed combat at all. Right. But there is like traditionally in games with combat, you do like level up and improve your skills. Uh-huh. There is something really funny about the idea of Frankensteining your bits and like getting beefier arms so that you can attack yes. better. I'm just thinking it's armored core, but instead of a mech, it is just a body. It is just your body. So what if? What if? <laughs> It's like yeah. if you if you're trying to battle for a certain body part, so it's like you want a diff, mm-hmm. like a new arm yeah. with a hand on it. Obviously, yeah. you have to fight that like person like with like it's like a slap fight. So it's like you have to <laughs> you have to fight with whatever body part you want. Oh, like, yes. To 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 earn it. So it's okay. like if it's a head, like you're just like you're headbutting. It could just be a finger. If you're missing a finger, you could just have like a finger fight. Um, yeah. But I, I like the idea of like kind of a style where you're just like see our our main character, like protagonist, just like like see what they want, and then the the person who has it, like, and then like meeting in the middle, and it's it's almost like arm wrestling constantly, but it's 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 always like you know whatever whatever thing it is you want, you have to fight with. I love that. That's such a clear thing where you like see someone walking down the street with the shoes that you want and you're like, mm-hmm. I know how to get those shoes. We're going to fight. Click, and you click their shoes and it starts a fight. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, with that specific part of their body is what you are actively fighting. <laughs> this is, see now, okay, this is great. I played not that long ago okay. Immortality. Okay, okay. Have you played this? No, I've played the other games that that yes. Barlow, I think, made yeah. beforehand. Yeah. It was so good. I loved it. <sighs> and it's point and clicky kind of like mechanic of like footage. Um, and the only reason I say that, like of clicking the body part, is I learned very quickly that there are exposed breasts <laughs> and you can okay. click them. <laughs> Wow. And it will take you to a cut scene. Like, uh, like because it, it takes you to, like, that's the mechanic is, like, you click on a face and it'll take you to another clip with, like, that person, that actress. Mm-hmm. You click on a vase and it takes you to, like, another thing that isn't necessarily that same vase. But, like, so I okay. also did get did get suspended from Twitch for three days. <laughs> okay. 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 See, Brooke, this is why. This is why I haven't played that game because I was going to play it on stream. 
you need you need which I don't have and I was I was new I have not streamed for very long this is like mm-hmm. my other fun thing to do every now and then but I'm I'm not consistent I'm not very good at it but I was like this is so fun and it was the shared experience like it's very Twin Peaksy and there was like a bunch of us pl- like talking about it and being like oh god we gotta go here it's amazing and this is so cool I can't believe that because there's this whole like weird yeah like Lynchian kind of vibe yeah. to it but I definitely the whole time was going there's a lot of body parts that I feel like I'm going to get in trouble for but I feel like I saw other people streaming it and I think the trick is you got to do the quick the quick cover yeah, like if you, you know gotta. something's coming, you got to do the quicker. I was, I did not know that, and instead drew way too much attention to a nipple, and then said <laughs> to my chat, "I said to my chat, should we click it?" Everyone said, "Yes, we should click it," and I was like, "I agree." And then, like, <laughs> like maybe ten minutes later, my whole stream went dark. <laughs> Like I got pulled live. Like I got wow. I got yeeted out of there and people were like messaging me outside being like, what oh happened? God. I maybe had like 10 people. It was very, very funny. You had um, the wrong 10 people. Someone narked on you, Brooke. Someone narked on me. Um, it's very good. <laughs> Everyone should play it. Don't I don't know how I mean stream it with caution, get something ready to cover it. I was not. And I had three days in the pokey, and it was three days. Wow! Was For good. your first offense, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Oh yes, yes. Now I'm too afraid. But um, <laughs> so, anyways, I just think like that makes me think of like again the joy of that. Like I, again, I love I love that we both love point and click, and I think like. Yeah. Point and click and combat somehow like <laughs> living in this world is is wonderful. I mean, like that's. It's a match made in heaven of just like yeah. body parts and assembly, anatomy. Like you can just see the like um, visuals, like of that those old like even like Da Vinci kind of drawings. Yes, yes. Um, that feels like a visual aesthetic for this. I love I that. Know. Okay, yeah, like the Vitruvian Man style. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know that was what it was called. Yes, <laughs> I love that kind of a kind of a sketchy kind of a rough sketchy style. Is that kind of the, yeah. the visual? Okay, I love that. That makes it less uh, intense. That's always like, I don't know. That that feels, <laughs> for my level of horror that I yeah. enjoy, and I know this is detective game, but we've obviously dipped into horror. I mean, the Frankensteins. Frankensteins, yeah. The Frankensteins. Um, yeah. That, like, I like it. I like my games unsettling, <laughs> but not, like, <laughs> horrifically gruesome. Right. I mean, Dredge was that such a sweet spot oh. for that, right? Dredge, and I'm playing so Inscription again, which is, oh. like... Also one of my favorites, all top, so top tier. You know. So much tooth play in that game. So much. It, it is just the right amount of like, oh no. Like, and I, <laughs> I'm always like, here it comes, but it's so good. And the hands, like, <laughs> yeah. It's such, yeah, this style of that, we should just rip off the style of that because that is okay, kind of that yes. it has very that kind of sketchy kind yeah. of quality. Yeah, to the it. little cards, like the art on the cards, yes, is so good. Yes. Uh, okay, and I think I think not everybody has all of their parts clickable, and I think that's part mm-hmm. of the hunt when you're out in the world and you see somebody, you're like, I've got to make sure. Can I click feet? Can I click those feet? Okay. All right. Can I click that tit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've got, I got, got a to. new rack inbound. You gotta click like and subscribe. Um <laughs> so are we now I'm realizing we're like taking there might there might be a couple different levels of like taking things that are already been like separated from people. And then are we also mm-hmm. indeed sawing off body parts? <laughs> well, I think okay, well, because if if we're actively 
I guess this is a question, is everybody Frankensteins? Oh. Because if everybody's Frankensteins and you challenge somebody, yeah, yeah, it's really easy to just, and then your arm's off, and then you plug that arm, you swap these arms, like, that is a a fun option. And then you also have the, the option of being like, well, we found all these discarded body parts, they have to belong to somebody, and then we, we have the, the light body horror without it being just like, oh, everybody's getting murdered, oh, it's a serial killer or something like that. So it's kind of a, kind of a different angle on that detective aspect, which I like. Yes. Okay. I Everyone like Frankenstein's? Okay. Everyone's Frank all Frankenstein. Oops, all Frankenstein's. Hooray, all Frankenstein's. Hooray. <laughs> okay. So everyone's Frankenstein's and the, mm-hmm. the detective work that we need to do is we're finding body parts. Who do these body parts belong to? How do we well, get this, them okay. back to them? Well, this goes back to maybe there's the different levels. I feel like again, working from the top, like down. If the the most prized parts you could be collecting throughout are of your lost love, who has yes. been dissembled oh, and disseminated. <gasps> Holy shit, Brooke, that's good. Yeah. <gasps> oh. So there's and those and only those have the letters in them. Oh my god. And that's how is that how you identify them or do they have other characteristics? Do you not know until you get the limb that it belonged to your lost love? No, you have to be able to identify it. You have to be yeah. able to look at it and say, "Ah, uh, my lady's hand which oft I used to kiss." Mm-hmm. Like, oh. but because it's all Frankenstein's like it'll say that in writing, but they're like <laughs> 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 Everything is like very poetic in in written, but it's all just like <laughs> like every, every character. <laughs> so funny! Oh my god, it's gonna be so easy to record audio for it. It's gonna be so easy. That's to where localize. my mind is always at. Scope. What's the scope? Fantastic. Like, can we can we just reuse some of these? Great. Fantastic. Brooke, I'm so glad you're doing the work that you do. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were made to make games. <laughs> I know you've got a big game hunger, but what about a big game thirst? Are you familiar with Shaker and Spoon? They're a subscription cocktail service that helps you learn how to make handcrafted cocktails right at home. Every box of Shaker and Spoon comes with enough ingredients to make three different cocktail recipes developed by world-class mixologists. All you need to do is buy one bottle of that month's spirit, gin, vodka, etc., and you have all that you need to make 12 drinks at home. For just about $50 per month, plus the cost of the bottle, this is a super cost-effective way to enjoy craft cocktails, and you can skip or cancel boxes at any time. This is a perfect thing for going into the holidays when you're going to have people over and friends and family that maybe want to impress with a classy nightcap. You can do that with a shaker and spoon box. So invite some friends over, class up your nightcaps, or be the best house guest of all time with your shaker and spoon box. And you can use a big game hunger code to get $20 off your first box at shakerandspoon.com slash BGH. That stands for big game hunger. 
If you're enjoying Big Game Hunger and podcasts that I have been on, then you should check out some of the other shows that are part of the Multitude Collective, specifically Games and Feelings. Games and Feelings is an advice podcast about games. Join question keeper Eric Silver and a revolving cast of guests that happen to include yours truly, Jenna Stever, as we answer your questions at the intersection of fun and humanity, since... You know, you gotta play games with other people. And this is a great place to learn how to do that in a good way. And they cover every kind of game on games and feelings, video games, obviously, tabletop games, party games, laser tag, escape rooms, game streams, D&D, sports, probably fight clubs. Are are those considered games? If you have a fight club related question, send it to Games and Feelings. I'm certain they could help you out. They also have Jasper Cartwright, actor, D&D player, and host of Three Black Halflings, which you should also listen to, as a permanent guest. Eric, Jasper, and various multitude folks are recommending games, answering advice questions, and playing whatever quizzes Eric comes up with. And the weekly Games and Feelings schedule brings back the hit 2020 show, What's Your Favorite Pokemon? And Then I Say Something Nice About You, where Eric interviews people about their favorite Pokemon and then says something nice about them. If you like what you hear and you want to level up your emotional intelligence stats, subscribe to Games and Feelings now wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Friday. I'll see you over there. God, the idea that you are walking around this world solving mysteries, also trying to find your lost lover's lost limbs to recombine her is just like beautiful and so bonkers and so goofy. I'm I'm in love with this concept. That is so poetic. It really is. Like I I love how we got here. Um, this is not where we intended to go, but it is so good. And I like, okay, so I love to your point earlier of how can you tell, like, there may be some kind of glow or some kind of like thing, like maybe they're like hard to find. I mean, that would Mm. be the, again, the, like, what is the long game here? And then like, what are you doing in the in-between? So then there's lost love, but then in the in-between, like maybe you are assembling other people. For different yes. needs. Like, I, I okay. again, don't know. It's like, do you, do you, do you just, at a base level, it's like, are you, do you just need a crew? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. You need your entourage. Yes. You like, need a posse. You know, you need yeah. A posse. And maybe there could be something to getting different types. Like, it's like, you want, like, you know, an athletic type. You want, like, a, yes. a, a smart guy. Like, somebody with nimble is. hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like that. Because, I mean, yeah, you're going to end up with a lot of extra body parts. Not all of them are going to go back to somebody. So right. I think at a certain point, there's probably, yeah, there is probably, like, a puzzle, uh, a kind of combination element. I mean, this is... I don't want to say Armored Core again. Let me think of any other game where you do this. There is none. Games, <laughs> games where, or it's like, it's like a base building mechanic, but it is a body and that yes. body does become your, your sidekick. Uh, it becomes your, your Igor uh, mm-hmm. or, or whatnot or whatever you need. And that can, that helps you as you're, as you're investigating. So like, some of the body parts you need to find where they belong. Some of them are just lost. And those are like the pool that you can pull on to mm-hmm. make to make the rest of your team. And you can swap yeah. them out whenever. That's so fun. Like you have an inventory full of like these body parts. Body inventory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes.
I'm drawing a grid while we're talking. <laughs> do you do a lot of like visual notes when you're working on brainstorming I, stuff like this? I do. I'm oh. like not a typer, um, which is probably very annoying um, for actual people, like for, for producers. Um, <laughs> because, and this is this is another true story. Like I'll, I'll just like write little notes like that uh, while we're talking. But then I like just, even if there's nothing oh, in yes. it, like I'll draw a grid just to be like, that's what that is. Yes. And notoriously, one time in a meeting, I was like, I had three points to make. And I did this thing where I just had like one, two, three on a paper and I didn't have anything else there. <laughs> but I knew what went with each number. But I needed, I know, like I needed to write down one, two, and three so I could make my points. And then I'm also like going to call it out and be like, I I just need you all to know, like I have nothing written on this paper. And I just wrote one, two, three. But I'll tell you what the one, two, three is, you know? I How about you? That. Do you, are you a writer, like visual? I do sometimes if I'm not, if I'm not like taking notes, I take notes during the show um, right. that, that, that are useless and like, <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Um, but yeah, norm normally if I'm in like a meeting, I will have like a pen and paper that I am just like sketching stuff out at because uh, it just helps me concentrate. Like it helps me focus more. Yeah, for sure. Um, Brooke, you've got a very special brain. I would love to put it in a body that I have composed of other parts. Of all these parts that I have, I have slapped <laughs> someone for these arms. I have <laughs> kicked, kicked someone for these feet. Yeah, I have humped somebody for this torso. We'll oh, have to figure out. <laughs> just a leg fight, like no feet involved. Like it's just yeah. bumping knees. <laughs> That's how they do it in the Frankenstein's world. That's like, that yeah, is. in the land and time of Frankenstein's. That's how they do mm -hmm. it. That's, that's the gauntlet um, <laughs> has been thrown, you know? Um, I love this idea so much. Uh, and I don't ever want to stop talking about it. So let's keep talking about it. Okay. <laughs> so I think the core concept itself is very poetic. Yes. Do we want to incorporate the poetry in another way? Like, I do think like the lost loves parts should have poetry in them as yes. sort of, as sort of also part of our completion track where, where that'll help us see like how far we are in composing our full body. Mm hmm I guess maybe like there's, a board that like as you're getting these lines of poetry and whether or not they're in order or like out like but you're you're piecing it together throughout the narrative so that like it probably like once you've put it all together it like tells you where like the like her heart is you know <gasps> or like something like that like it's the final like thing it, it makes you want to say like little puzzles like that should be throughout like there should yes. be like some sort of like so then maybe it is sequential and it takes you to like okay. each place you need to be going. Okay. Um, I like that. Like the the overarching mystery is like what happened to her? How did she get divided up in this way? Because right. that's got to be not super common for just every part of a person to be to be disseminated across these people. Like obviously there's going to be flow. <laughs> obviously the parts are going to go. <laughs> but probably something happened, right? So then if they're thinking of like the map of this land of the Frankensteins, mm -hmm. uh, they probably have like areas or neighborhoods or territories that have their own like flavor or flair. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like the party, the 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 rowdy crew, the 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 <laughs> muckety mucks, you know, and so they could kind of like probably send you to these different like places to find the different parts. 
Yes. And so there's like an exploration element where you're like going into, you're going into the, yeah, the party area, the carnival area where they're always being mm-hmm. having raucous parties. And that's probably a really difficult area because there's a lot of people and you really have to like sort through and find, find this one piece of your love. So that's got to be difficult. And then there's areas that are a little bit more deserted, a little bit, a little bit more haunted, a little bit more spooky. And then maybe those are like the starter areas where it's like, you know, there are fewer people here and you know there's a part here. So it's going to be easier to find. Right. Does yeah. it lead you to like a person that has it or like just the area, do we think? Well, that's what I was wondering because like I think in a in a lot of video games, the obvious choice is to make the boss of an area have mm-hmm. the body part, right? Like that's right. like such the standard structure for this sort of game. But that also implies a, a lot more of a combat heavy game than like a detective game. Cause in a in a detective game, it would be like a puzzle. It would get you to the area and then right. you would have to like solve some puzzles in order to find the actual person or limb. But I think we could go either way or a yeah. third secret way that third I don't know. <laughs> that we don't know. That we don't know. Um, <laughs> if we're doing tiny battles throughout, like little mm-hmm. slappy fights just to collect, <laughs> like at any point, if something is clickable, you can fight yeah. someone for their body part. Maybe you're building someone that fights for the boss fight. Ooh, okay. So you're trying to make a construct. You're trying to make a fellow Frankenstein uh, mm-hmm. specifically built in order to defeat a boss of this area. Yes. Okay. And so Maybe. like you're trying to uncover pieces in order to get to that point. I like that. Is it sort of like a game where, I mean, it has, it seems like there's a, a, a big exploration element of this game, which I think tracks because I think we both kind of like that in a game. Yes. Uh, yes. And a lot of like clicking around and trying to uncover stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm imagining a game, a kind of not quite a Professor Layton game, mm-hmm. but a game where there is just like, there's cabinets and you have to open the cabinets and you have to like um, find the secret areas. And that's how you get like more secret, better parts and that sort of thing. So I think, of, I think the, the investigation part will be a lot of exploration and clicking around and finding body parts. And then when you feel confident that you can build a, a little hinge to go fight the boss and get your lost love's um, uh, torso back or whatever, then, <laughs> then you can do that. And you can just send him off to fight. And then maybe there's like an auto chess element almost to it. Uh, yeah. or, or do you are you embodying the henchman when it goes to do this fight? Are you just a head in a jar? No, you're a, you're a Frankenstein too. You you're a Frankenstein. Yeah. yeah, you just like yeah. If you're if you're controlling them in some way, mm-hmm. um, and I just also imagine you have extra limbs that you're just also can throw in at any <laughs> point <laughs> as like a healing. Instead yeah. of healing, you just swap out a busted <laughs> limb. <laughs> just throw in, <laughs> throw in extra limbs, and then he's got three arms, and you're like, go go Love go. Love that. Love um, that. Okay, and then they're probably you're fighting another Frank because it's all Frankenstein's. It's all Frankenstein's. It's all Frankenstein's. Mm-hmm. Probably the boss Frankenstein has your lost love's body part as a part of their body. Okay. So you I'm like even thinking of like, is there more of another route of like a an undertale kind of like okay. are you negotiating? Are you like Ooh. choosing to fight versus Ooh. Maybe okay. Yes. I love that. And what if it depends on what the body part is. Mm. So like an ear 
You're not going to ear fight somebody. But right. maybe that is like a clue that you need to go in and like be persuasive. Yes. Like and and so like the piece of the body that you're trying to access is part of it. And like if you need to get the hand, like that's some sort of skill test that's sort of like dexterity physical test, a thing like that. Right. I think that would be cool. I like that better uh, now than building a person to go fight them. <laughs> 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 we had to get that idea out first to go, yes. is it this? It had and then to be we're said. Like, it had to be said. And then we yeah. come back and we go, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> I like the skill test. I like the skill yeah. test like directly and like sort of, again, being persuasive as a Frankenstein is very funny to me. Um, <laughs> and then like the, the words are very clear written on the screen. Um, yeah. Appealing to them based on, yeah, like kind of, dialogue trees um yeah yeah i think that for a detective game i think that makes sense yeah yeah i like that i do too great okay let's start pinning down some specific ip about this do okay. you, how, how do what are we thinking for a title do we want the land and time of the frankensteins i think we that's it i, I don't <laughs> like i had to think about it and i was like that is an example of perfect off the shelf no no's <laughs> <laughs> the land and time of the Frankensteins is like there's no there's no other option. It's it is strangely catchy, strangely fun to say. You said it first, and my heart just like jumped. I was like, Jenna, that's it. We're done. <laughs> okay, God. Well, I feel great about that. Okay, what are some other stuff um, that we want to spend down about this? I mean, thank God Frankenstein's is in public domain. <laughs> We're in the clear. We're in the clear. We are in the clear there. Okay. Um, yeah, what are we thinking for the main character? I mean, they're a detective of some kind. Are they a literal detective mm. or is it just a detective in the sense that they are detecting their lost love? Yeah. I Part of me goes, and I want to think through the two things. It's like, yeah. again, a, a detective Frankenstein is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I think originally I was like, nah, they're just trying to find there. But now I'm fully obsessed with the idea that... <laughs> He's a detective Frankenstein. And they're all like, maybe all the Frankensteins are sort of like, it's whatever their job is, Frankenstein. <laughs> so you have like Nurse Frankenstein. Nurse Frankenstein. <laughs> President Frankenstein. <laughs> Wedding planner Frankenstein. I love it. That's a, there's something so Barbie about that. Yes, absolutely. And so he's he just happens to be Detective Frankenstein. Yeah, and um, it's, it is absolutely nobody's last name. No, no. <laughs> it's nobody's name. No. They are Frankensteins. That is why they are called this. Yes. Um, I love, I love, like, just lot, like, world logic like that, where you're just like, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. It's just yeah. because. Yeah. Um, I think I think Barbie's a fantastic analogy for our Frankenstein game. Um, and then, that now this makes me, again, like, think deeper on the like collecting of parts okay is is he writing other wrongs like is he like you know collecting parts for his own? i mean he could also be like a dirty you know detail like of just like collecting to sell on the side like you know he's Ooh. you know you know it's sort of like a little a little black market a little like he's doing is but then every now and then because there could be like this whole world could be littered with like missing posters but it's just body parts <laughs> 
yeah, your head wasn't screwed on, so you lost yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like a hand. It's just like a, you know, and so maybe there's like, there could be an element of like, he's finding missing what would be, we would consider missing people. It's but missing yes. parts. Missing parts, um, yeah. Yeah. For people that could be an angle. I like that he's like a detective for hire. Right. Yeah. And but it is, yeah, instead of wholly missing people, it is like people who lost in one way or another. There's lots of ways to lose an arm, lots yep. of ways to lose a body part. So in one way or another, uh, people come come to Detective Frankenstein uh, and they know what his job is because it's right there. They come yes. to Detective Frankenstein yep. um, when they're when they're missing a body part and they can't get it back. And uh, yeah, I think that makes sense as a structure because then. Then you have like these dual main structures of like he's trying to find his lost love, but this is his day to day paycheck. And then yes. you can you can kind of build out side quests on that where it's like if you find like a really, really nice arm that somebody hired you to find, maybe you go back to him and say, hey, I don't know what happened to that arm. You wear long sleeves. <laughs> You're wearing long sleeves when you meet them. Yes. Uh, and you say, yeah, bud, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to return the money you offered me. I just don't know where your beautiful ivory strong arm went. <laughs> and then you just like turn to the side and you're just like, oh, oh, beautiful. Put it in the pile. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, I like, again, like that level of choice of like, you can give someone what they need if they're asking for it or if there is some like dark benefit to like keeping yeah. something for yourself like you know some of the time yeah it yeah the bioshock of it right where you mm -hmm. can you can you can reap the, the the juice out of the child or let them go exactly <laughs> that's how that's how i remember bioshock oh being oh my god <laughs> yeah but it's that kind of thing where like you can you can do something that's a little bit cruel but you do benefit um, or, or like you could sell it on the black market if what you need is money. Like it's a hard, the, the it's hard a world out here in Frankenstein land. It's hard. It's hard it's to hard. be a Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. You're really boxed in. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of like room to break out of that box. <laughs> no. Yeah. When everybody in this world is called Frankenstein, that's, mm -hmm. that's pretty much it. Do we ever allude to there being non-Frankenstein people in the world? Is that like an Easter egg? That feels like a possible ending. Okay. Because um, even my head was trying to work through, is this a kind of game that has like a goal that you can mm. accomplish and like mm. the narrative is like done? Or can you fail? You know, is there like Ooh. a good or in bad ending? Okay. I mean... I think, think I think it I think a detective story should have because I feel like detective stories are inherently about like good and wrong, right? Uh, and so I think a detective story should have like two optional, at least two endings. And I think that they probably they're probably like whether or not you succeed at putting your lost love together, right? Mm -hmm. Or or if you let her go, right? If you let her pieces disseminate. Oh yeah, yeah. Because oh, that's no. always that's always the thing with trying to recapture that lost love is that oh, like oh no yeah. <laughs> like, oh no now I know okay so it's like building to a part where you put her back together and she's like I don't want this I didn't want to be found <laughs> and yeah, you, either, or... you either are like too bad and that's the bad end <laughs> or or the good ending is you destroy her again yeah. That's probably wild. That's such an inversion. Yeah. But I it's think... 
the good that ending has sense. to be like listening to the person that you loved and giving them the thing that they need. Because if you mm-hmm. love them, you want them to have what they need the most. And yeah. like you want, you are invested in their happiness. Ooh-hoo-hoo-hoo. Yeah. I think that's what it, I think it is, has to. Is the last part you find, I, I loved when you said heart, but is it yep. her head? Because that's oh, yeah. the one part of her that can tell you. Aka, let me go. (laughs) Let me free. (laughs) What? Like we're getting so emotional about this ending, and then thank you for bringing us back to the fact that the entire thing is going to be like, like, but it's going to be like, I was never meant to be. Which I love. Like, that is the sweet spot of ridiculous absurdity, but, like, genuine heart-wrenching intentions. Extremely earnest, extremely unflinching, extremely goofy. People will be crying, and they they will clip the moments of them weeping as somebody goes, Like, why? Why? Oh, my God. Yeah, it has to be that. So I know. Good. I was getting like really like, is this too much? Like, this is really sad. And then I was like, oh no, 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 no. This is stupid, <laughs> no. and I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's dumb and it's so good. Oh my god, uh, Brooke Bright, do you have anything you want to plug? I mean, you mentioned oh. your streams, which are fun, but not yeah. Consistent. Thank you. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm just I'm still I'm still like reeling from what we've done. And I keep- <laughs> <laughs> I keep circling like the land and the time. I'm like, all right, when are we starting? This is great. I'm like, genuinely, yeah. I'm just like, this is like, seems doable. This seems achievable. Yeah. We could yeah. we make this game. No, this is a podcast. This is a podcast. But <laughs> Daniel Mullins, if you're listening. <laughs> yes. Yes. All us um, and we'll talk. Okay. <laughs> Great. An um, extremely good pull of people who, who might be able to get this to happen. To pull us off, to be VS. I, I feel yes. like this is going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I, I, yeah, we're basically in my world. I mentioned I have a Twitch, um, a, a small Twitch account that I stream weird games that I like to play. And yeah, we just made our way through Hades. I'm doing inscription awesome. again right now. I'm halfway through Cocoon. Um, oh, I've heard good things about that. It's great. It was great. Okay. It's wonderful. Okay. And I'm assuming I'm halfway. Also, everything takes me longer. So it's just like, <laughs> we speculate we're halfway. We're like, I don't know. But um, yeah, and usually it's late at night. But yeah, it's just uh, Brooke Wright at Twitch. Um, okay. Come hang out. It's real chill. And then otherwise, Jackbox Party Pack 10 comes out. By the time this airs, it will probably be already out in the world because it comes out in two days. From this recording, from this very recording. Um, Oh, that's exciting. It is exciting. And it's like, I my greatest joy is, and this is how I even got into Twitch, is because I learn so much and I love watching other people play Mm. games that I worked on. It's, It's both. Like, I love discovering games by watching people play and then also, like, just learning a lot by going, oh, like, <laughs> that that was not interacted in the way that I thought it was going to be, and like, what a cool, yeah. what a cool thing. Um, yeah. Or yeah, like it's it's working as designed, or ooh, that, that I see that now. Um, <laughs> so it's really fun, and there's some folks I've been able to like interact with directly, and like it's just a blast. So yeah, buy buy Party Pack Ten um, because it's 
super, super fun. Jenna played it. Uh, <laughs> it was so PAX, fun. It was so fun. It was insanely fun. Do you ever hop in on other people's Twitch streams when they're playing Jackbox games? I do. So I, I will like, so I've, um, I've absolutely ingratiated myself into, uh, Barry's streams, um, (laughs) because he, him and his crew played again, job, job, the first game I directed, like so amazingly. And like, it was raunchy and terrible and wonderful. (laughs) And like, I was losing my mind and I like absolutely like came in there and was like, I just needed to say that I directed this game and this is being played perfectly. And they aggressively started apologizing and they were like, we are so sorry. And I was like, you don't understand. I was like, I wouldn't have said anything except I'm having the goddamn time of my life. Um, So I absolutely, and especially like around like launch time, I mean, I'm watching them now. Like I will sit there and just like jump in and kind of watch a little bit. Um, I try not to say a lot of stuff because I don't want to like guide people to like down a certain but I, mm. I also am happy to if someone is kind of confused about something or they're like have an assumption that isn't quite like what I'm like oh actually like I watched um the other day someone was about to play Dodo which again is a music game and the one thing that is kind of neat for us about it is the audience and this is particular for streams versus like playing in your house with your friends mm-hmm. the audience plays all the instruments too yeah. so it's very fun that way that it's very inclusive but I was watching a stream where I don't think they had quite like they didn't get into it yet and they weren't sure and they kind of bailed on it right away being like ooh this oh, isn't no. going to be fun for the audience and I was like oh. I immediately jumped in and I was like just so you know, like, <laughs> the audience, and then they moved on from it, which is also totally fine. Yeah. And like, yeah. I get it, and I'm not even offended in any way whatsoever because <laughs> I'm like, not every game is for everyone. Um, but yeah. also, I full on like was in a stream the other day because it's a big wide list of songs, and I just wanted to hear how people would react to this one song. So I was just shouting the name of the song in chat without outing myself as having worked on the game or the director, and like. I didn't get my way, and it was the best thing ever. I was like, I am getting <laughs> fully ignored by this game, and I love it because they're having a good time. And I was like, I was like, play Bird Bershaw. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, who is this lady? They were like, Brooks in the chat saying, play Bird Bershaw. And then, like, there goes my name on the credits. Like, no one is connected. No one notices or cares, and nor should they, like, at all. On my stream, we call that entrapment. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally entrapment. It's totally like a gentle. I'm like, hey. <laughs> but it's it, for me, like, it's truly coming. I, I can't believe I get to make stuff that people get yes. to play. And so it and it truly, like when I say I, I fell ass backwards into it, like it was it was such like a, I don't know, like I'll try writing for a game company because I had friends that worked there and like it seemed yeah. really cool and I liked the games yeah. and it was like I felt like it was a good fit for me. And so mm-hmm. kind of from then to here, it has been an amazing journey of like finding my voice in that world mm-hmm. um, and then playing more games because of it. So it's like, it's such like a full, well-rounded, like diving into this world and getting fully obsessed with so many things um, mm-hmm. in a really cool way. I think you found your calling. So I <laughs> I like I think you're I think this episode has proven uh, this and also the actual games you have made have proven. Well, and again, <laughs> Daniel Mullins. Um we're going to make this game. I can't wait. So good. I'm putting it's it into so the universe. Good. Uh my phone lines are open and we're going <laughs> to 
We're going to make the land in the time of the Frankensteins. I I can't (laughs) wait. I seriously can't wait. It's so good. Big Game Hunger is a part of Multitude Collective of Podcasts, edited and mixed by the talented Nisha Stanton and created and hosted by me, Jenna Stever. Brooke, what is one word, adjective, gameplay type, premise, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you want to add to the ingredient list? Okay, so I get, I just get one that I'm throwing out, or one for each category. You can give me one for each category. All right, let's think about it. Let's throw it out there. Um, Adjective gnarly <laughs> love that type of game i'm thinking of something like unpacking okay. where you're kind of just like quietly engaging with an environment what is that called <laughs> i don't know if there is a word for that word i'm gonna write that? down i could Organiza- write down that's more of an organization e- game yeah yeah okay yes. i love that that's um, a really funny concept okay and then premise owls and not because I just caught a picture of an owl in the corner of my eye. <laughs> Thank you for joining me, Brooke. This is an absolute delight. Thank you for having me. I had the best time. <laughs> and thank you, listener, for listening to Big Game Hunger. And don't forget to wishlist the land of time of the Frankensteins on Steam to release date TBD. And thank you, Daniel Mullins. <laughs> thank you, Daniel Mullins, in advance for making this game for us. <laughs> <laughs>